0: Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. The voice of the golf industry, from the pros to the folks that are 9 to 5 in it each and every day. Dante, pumped to get into this. We've got a lot to talk about. A Monday finish on tour. We saw a household name take it home, which we'll get into there. Uh, we, We have Palm Springs Golf Championship hype to talk about. We've got Kyle Berkshire and Bryson DeChambeau, Freaky Friday-esque, maybe? Uh, they want to switch some sides on, on the golf industry, and I'm, I'm here for it. We've got Royal New Kent to talk about because we're about to release an incredible video with Royal New Kent from our trip out there. I mean, where do we want to start, man? There's so much to talk about this week in, in golf, whether it's the pros, whether it's our side of things. You know, where
1: do we want to start? Oh Man, I... Let's go, let's go down a little trip down uh, memory lane here. Royal New Kent. I mean, I know, um, you know, with our busy schedules, editing can kind of become a longer process than than others. But, I mean, we finally got this video taken care of. Uh, it's about to be released. Processing. It's been processing for a while. Um, getting all the clips from us playing the – it was the front nine, correct? Playing walk, – us walking the front nine. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, we were watching some clips and going back, and it's just, man, it, it's like I, I just want to go down there and just drive back down and just go there for the weekend like we did. It's like we talked about in the
0: podcast that we did with Tim McArthur, the, the head pro there, and, and the golf operations manager. That course never ceases to amaze you no matter how many times you walk through it. We played it three days straight. We played it from every tee box imaginable pretty much other than the ladies tees. Um, we played it from all the way back, the Invicta tees, which is what we filmed on the front nine. Uh, like I said, which we'll be releasing on YouTube. We'll cut it up and chop it up and release it on our Instagram. So be on the lookout for that guys over the next couple days here. Um, if we can figure out the logistics of how to upload this dang thing, um, then we will release it uh, still dealing with some processing issues there. But reliving all of these shots on the front nine. I forgot just how much fun we had out there, man. Like I knew we had fun, but just kind of going back and hearing the banter back and forth between you and I, and the chuckling of like hitting different shots and just experiencing the golf course in its entirety from all the way back. Take me back, man. Take me back to Royal new
1: And you know what? And, And I know. And one of the crazy things too, as we were discussing is how we can play that course every day. Just by the sole fact is, like, we played we played three sets. There's five sets of tees, like, all the way forward, the one next. And then we played, like, I guess the middles, which are the black, and then the golds, which are your nor- normal standard blues. And then your tips are the Invicta, which is um, the Invicta tees. The, mm-hmm. and it's actually like a, in, it's like a blue, I guess you can say. Yep. Um, and we played those three. We played the black, gold, blues in that order. Um, and then, like, the last round we played, we we did a mix of the three. And I think what's great about that course is you can go out and probably play that course every day, different sets of tees, mix it up. And I remember on specific holes, you had three separate looks into the hole, not into the hole, like, off the tee yeah. from just – just the different sets of team markers where they had and well what
0: amazed what amazed me too and we talked about it a little bit on that feature video that we did of the par three way back uh on the back nine uh 16 or 15 or 16 the the long par three there's not only just the five options that we played throughout the whole weekend on a lot of the the teen areas there's like 12 different tee boxes to tee off from or 12 different variations because the, some of them sweep so far along like the cart path. It you, you honestly, especially as like just a general public going out to play there on a random day or random weekend. You really know, even if you, you you don't know, I mean, whatever, even if you play like the gold tees per se, what setup you're going to see, which I think is so exciting. You could go and play there probably 20 different times throughout the year play the same set of tees and see a different look for the most part on at least 14 different
1: holes. Well, going off of that, what you're just saying, I mean, you're talking about that one hole, I think, what was it? 13. Was it? No. Forget the number, but one, Tim said that the T there was another tee box that was completely hidden that we driven, we drove by. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that reminded me is even the third hole Remember the third hole. Um, we have videos of like us walking to the green and they have like that nice little like brick layered, uh, pathway up into the green. But when you're coming from the second hole, that par five to the, uh, to the third tee box, there's probably about like a span of four tee boxes on the width side of things. And I think we like one, we were all the way to the right and played it like the first day. And then when we came back like the second or third day, I said, yo, yeah, where are the T's? And we turned around and we had to walk probably about a good 20, 30 yards back because the T's were all the way on that left side. Yeah. Which gives that, you a whole different perspective. That third hole is unique because of the way
0: the green runs. There's T boxes basically on the left, forcing you to hit a longer iron into a very small landing area, or when the T's are all the way on the right and basically gives you a landing strip to fly a, a longer iron or mid iron onto yeah. a long part of the green. That is. So, are- like so many yours. looks
1: I know I mean that's based on what you're saying like if it, another way to explain it is if you're all the way on the left side you're hooking a draw in there to hit the front right, of the green just to get it to the back side but if you like you said on the right side you just you're just gonna hit like a punch shot or you're just gonna hit it dead straight as best as you can and just get it to if the pin was in the middle or to the back of the green I mean it's just it just goes right there it just sets you it's the same hole. Two different looks, two different views, and two different sh- shot shapes that you have to play.
0: Well, and then uh, if you remember on that hole, and, and I don't think we released this to the public yet, but, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll try and fit this uh, in, in some promo video as we get up to release here. That hole as well, and a lot of holes on that course, if you miss in the wrong areas, I said it, I was like, Royal New Kent, we should call this place, this. this place could be a Royal, you know what, B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just, I had, a I had one foot that was like at a 30 degree angle. It, it was, it was absurd. And you know, it's, it's things like that, that every time you play that place, it gives you a different look because you could miss the ball, even two yards from where you hit it the last time you played it and be in a completely different spot.
1: Yeah. That in the course, like don't be, you know, obviously I'm not the biggest of hitters out there, but don't be scared of the yardage marker or mm-hmm. the yardages. I mean, it's 7,400 yards from the tips, but the way the course is set up with the elevation and the firmness, like you're going to get some serious rollout. And, and again, it's like, there's certain holes where it's, in, you really need to know how to place the shot.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we talk about that on the video a, a couple of times um, you mentioned it. I mentioned it. There's, there's bunkers. You simply do not want to be in there's there's no go zones um, there's bunkers that I was in that I learned my lesson in um, you guys will see that as well um, so just you know so many fun little interactions that I think not only you and I had that people will see in this video but just like you had with a golf course With yourself and I had with the golf course with myself that were so unique and I think it just speaks to the incredible property that is Royal New Kent and and I'm excited to release this front nine video and, and really show people, you know, how grand some of these views are and how grand some of the golf course architecture is and there's points in the video where I'm standing next to the camera and you look like an ant because of the slope, you know, grade or vice versa, you're standing up and I look like I'm a 1000 yards away, even though I'm at the bottom of the green. I mean, some I mean, of the slope change is
1: incredible too. There's some pictures. I mean, pictures I got. Um, it's on the eleventh hole. We'll have to get down there and get a video of the uh, of the back nine. But are I guess you hit your drive a little right, and it was like by that one tree, but it was on top of the hill in front of the bunkers. And I was more left into the fairway because the way the hole went, it was kind of like a, kind of like a little S per se, and then like everything went back uphill. And I think we were no more than. 30 yards from each other, but it looked like you were a hundred and some feet above me <laughs> and you look so far away in the distance. It was insane. And, and like, that's the stuff that you see at the course. I mean, that's, that's the stuff you're going, you will incur. And it's like, you, you want to make sure you're hitting the correct shots and then putting it into the right spot. But again, you're going to have two completely different looks and it's, it's just a, it, damn it was just that much fun
0: <laughs> yeah i i hope people get uh get the essence of how much fun it truly was when we when we put out this video uh it was a blast uh it was a blast shooting the video it was a blast like it was our our, our first kind of full run at doing like a course vlog and actually playing somewhere so um i hope you guys enjoy it like i said go check it out enjoy the walk off podcast we'll be posting that most likely by the end of August, um, hopefully before September, once we get all the bugs figured out of, of posting this long of a video. It is long form. Like I said, it'll be probably over a half hour, but, uh, you know, sit down on a rainy Sunday afternoon and watch it. Uh, just take it all in. Take it in for what uh, what Royal New Ken is. Watch it on a TV because I think it's going to look great on a big screen um so hope you guys can check it out it'll be on youtube we'll cut it up and put it out on instagram at enjoy the walk pod as well as twitter so plenty of places to check out little snippets but the full video itself will be on our youtube page when we post it so be on the lookout for that guys uh excited to dive into that um speaking of filming um something i think i'm gonna get into and i hope you can you know be there as well with your with your good friend steve harrow uh is a putter fitting and maybe even a wedge fitting too but i'm excited for the putter side of things um my putter has betrayed me more than i can uh describe and like, it's <laughs> it's time to dive into the putting game
1: <laughs> that is probably the best word to describe your putting It's just betrayal and not
0: even like not even in the same conversation like it it has done left the state it has left the country probably it has done did betray me and it's time to never cross pass again
1: that it's time for it a new that's... flat stick well i mean if the people haven't been listening lately they will give a little uh speed course on uh one went in the water into the lake that's probably never been found but apparently it's been retrieved the other is on Facebook Marketplace to be sold, and the other one's just so damn old that he has to just use because that's all he's got.
0: Yeah, um, one one just absolutely um, couldn't make a three footer. And yes, I'm blaming the putter. So don't even come at me with oh, it's the it's the archer, not the arrow. No, no this this putter this putter missed six two to three footers in a club championship. Uh- yes, the putter missed them. Um, so yes, I I do not longer any longer have that putter um and then yes my other putter that i spent a lot of money on is up for grabs so anyone listening if they would like a nice edel e1 putter uh factory built still has got the edel shaft in it the edel putter grip um and pretty well new i only used it like one or two rounds um yeah that's up for grabs on ebay on facebook marketplace wherever it sells it sells uh want that gone and then you're right you want it dm us I'm, I'm down to my old college gamer, which has been chopped down from 34 to 33 then from 33 to 32. I put the old thin style ping grip on it, uh, to try and be like tiger woods to channel my inner tiger. Uh, fun fact that didn't work. So here we are. Uh, I, I wrapped the son of a gun in lead tape. It felt pretty good. It got me through the mid am and it got me through a couple, uh, other rounds down at my uncle's uh, member guest but it's time it's time to actually because i've never been truly fit for a putter i've never looked at analytics on a putter of how the ball is rolling off my putter and i think you know you go and get fit for everything else in your bag we've got the technology to do it in today's day and age we probably didn't have it when i was in high school when i like first got my you know gamer that i still have in the bag today it's time it's time to take a look at those numbers and i'm excited to see what that process looks like
1: yeah I'm excited for you too, because I know people get a little um, skeptical when it comes mm-hmm. to getting fitting with putters because they're like, well, you know, it's a feel based tool, like, which I get. Um, but at the same time, like everybody has a different arc with their stroke and their putting and and putters are made to match that stroke. So if you're, if you're just going with the putter and you're like, oh, this feels good. I'm going to be at like the local shop just hitting balls on – like on a straight flat surface and you know, that astroturf, and it's going in over and over and over again. Yep. You know, okay. That's, that's great and all, but that's not what it's like on the course. Um, so like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, you're, you're making them right. The ball, all you gotta do is get the ball rolling. It's going to go in. So long as you're on like the straight line. Um, I think one of the biggest key things is, is finding the right face balance uh, for your arc for your stroke and finding and obviously, there are putter shafts out there now. They're getting so technical with the stability shafts. and I you know, have the a hunch. This, the, is, this is just
0: my hunch. I have a hunch I'm leaving with a stability shaft or ordering one. Um, I just think the, the issues I've had uh, warrant the investigation of a stability shaft in my hand. Do
1: you, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, are more gravi- they're gravitating more towards – I've seen more and more and more guys that I play with that – Are gear junkies that like I am that build their own stuff. Um, They're putting these stability shafts into their putters. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're the same way they're, you know, they're, they're solid players. They're great players, but when it gets to the flat stick, it's either in their head or they're just getting to the yippy side of things. And, you know, being able to put a club in your hand, especially the putter and you're standing over the ball and you're like, I'm going to make this is huge. So mm-hmm. if you need to go get fit for a putter on that aspect, then by all means, you need to go get fit for a putter. And, it, uh, you know, I, w- I would love to get myself fitted for a putter too because it's the only thing that I haven't been really fit for. Now, granted, I, I, I've been fit before and then completely build my set just like by studying stuff. But, you know, that's that's one thing too. I don't really know my stroke for my, my putter. It's I've just been just getting lucky or – I don't know. Maybe I am matched up, so I, I'm excited. I'm pumped for you. I, I think this is going to do extremely well for you. Now, do you think you're going to go mallet or you're going to go blade, or what? Are you, or do you have any preferred options here?
0: It's a great question. Um, I will tell you. After going back to the old gamer, which is a, a Scotty Cameron a blade, I like the look of it. Um, I I will say, I. Also in the past have putted extremely, extremely well with that spider before it turned sour on me. So I'm open to everything. Um, I will say this, I think um, just doing some research on my own and now obviously everything you read on the internet is true. So um, <laughs> I, think, I think the way my natural bias of just inside to inside uh, path, like heavy inside to inside, I think statistically and mathematically, I should be fit for a a toe hang putter, which is more of a blade style putter, right? So going into it with a little bit of bias, thinking I might walk out of there with a blade, but we'll see. Um, I'm a big numbers guy, and this is the kind of, you know, I went into my iron fitting with the same deal. I thought I knew exactly what I wanted, knew what I was going to go in there with, knew what shafts I wanted, and the pings that I currently game now surprised me a little bit. I went with X-100s that were a little heavier, so they have 120 gram instead of the standard, uh, you know, 100. So I, I surprised myself with the numbers in the iron fitting. So I, I'm always open, and I'm excited to see the numbers because I think, um, you know, we all, even as, as, you know, gurus like we are can try and go in and think we know exactly what we want, and especially with a putter, if anything is, might throw you for a loop it might just be some sort of combination that you know comes together and and all of a sudden you're rolling the rock like you know vintage Brad Faxon and mm-hmm. you're like oh well i didn't think that putter was going to work out quite, out quite out like that but here we are log it in and i'll take it home even if
1: even if you think like you know it all or you do have all the resources for you like even professionals and even professional teaching teachers they go and get someone else to get to look at their swing like you always need a second set of eyes or things so this is obviously you know you're going down this path you're going to get get fitted for a putter i've been to the i've been to the facility i mean it, there's putters everywhere um they got the the stroke lab so you're going to get data attached to your to your arc to your stroke mm-hmm. so um they're going to measure everything out to what you're currently play with they're going to you know they're gonna take all the numbers, throw it in the computer, and the computer's gonna be spitting out some stuff. But at the end of the day, like you take that with how you roll the rock, and then eventually you're gonna find something that's going to fit. Hopefully that that when you walk out of there, you're walking out of there with a the putter, and you're gonna be start draining some putts so you can get through these mid-ams and this USGA mid and stuff. And I'm telling you, man,
0: it, it is dang near impossible. Um, I was doing some math on it the other day. 32 plus putts around it's impossible to to make cuts at those events like when you got to shoot close to one or two over um 30 some putts around is just not going to get it done especially when you start missing a few greens and then you you got to be clutch on those little seven to you know six seven footers and and you miss those and turn those into two putts It, it racks up quick um so i'm excited um, I, I also, I think I'm looking at some new wedges too. I might go in with a wedge fitting because, um, I just feel like the wedges I had in my, in my bag now are kind of over the counter, quote unquote. I got them online at the golf warehouse They They've worked great for me, but I just don't think the shafts are what are really what I need. Um, I tried to go with some Callaway Mac daddies over the spring. Um, and I think the shafts were right but I just hated the bounce grind on it. Like I just could not get the, the grind comfortable. So um, Dude, that's like,
1: we'll see. It, it's funny how wedges and putters are like the most overlooked when it comes to fittings. When in reality, those are your scoring clubs, right? I mean, How often do I pull out a 54 degree compared to a five iron
0: way more often,
1: way more but I care about hitting that five iron in that simulator all day Absolutely. long when I'm getting fitter. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a, that's a fact right there. Because I mean, I mean, you can, you can manipulate the, the club head on the, on the wedges. You can, you can buy standard wedges and manipulate the grinds and add bounce, reduce bounce. And that's huge too, especially if you're playing on a firm course or you're playing on a, on a very soft course you're going to need bounce if you're playing something that's very firm you want to have like no bounce at all um, and then depending on like your style of where you come into the ball like the, the grinds do you need a wider sole do you need a thinner sole it, it, it's completely insane how much the, the wedges can be manipulated but everybody's just like ah it's a wedge I'm only taking you know half shots chip shots three quarter shots I'm just going to grab whatever but yeah. in reality, yeah, I mean, probably one of the first things that you should probably get fitted with.
0: And something that's – I don't know if I've just looked this over in my 26 years of life, and maybe it's just because we get more content on Instagram so we see a lot more of these pros practicing short game. The way these pros, and especially Tiger because I was watching some of his older clips, the way they don't like – they don't chip into it, right? Like they use the bounce, And and I, I mean, this is probably not news to a lot of golf fans. So maybe I'm just blowing my own mind here, but they use the bounce. So, so perfectly, like they're not digging the leading edge in at all. They're letting that wedge do what it was designed to do and slide right under it. And like, there's a lot of trust in it. Obviously they've got phenomenal hands. These top tour pros to kind of, you know, really slide that leading edge underneath and use the bounce the way they do. But if you look at a lot of, of tour pros and, – and Jordan Spieth put this properly, I think, two weeks ago when he was talking about why his short game got better. He said he had this um, – I forget who he who, – what, what older tour pro he was working with. But they were talking about basically trying to hit cut shots with all of his – all of their wedges, whether it's chip shots, whether it's little you know, knockdown shots, whether it's like even three-quarter wedges. Um, it's all cuts, because when you cut it, you can use the bounce a thousand times more effectively. And I thought that was really something that was, like, mind-blowing to me. I was like, I never thought about it. A lot of times, when you, even when you try and play a bump and run, you're, like, really trying to jam that thing almost down into the turf instead of sweeping it. And I was like, play a cut with all your wedges. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because then you just let the bounce do what it's made to do. And I was like, boy, I got some work to do. <laughs> uh,
1: it's... It's insane how these guys are just constantly working and grinding and finding out these certain ways. Because like I think another one of um I guess the style of of chipping is it almost looks like they're about to make like a full backswing and then they just come down on it and the face is wide open and they hit hit from the inside of the ball and they kind of like just like flip it through and stop. And it's like these soft like low high like little nippers yeah it's a teaching is it james ho i think i I gotta look it up but he's like one of the ones that like taught it and it's like crazy because like i got friends that do it and he goes yeah watch this and he's like he short-sided himself he put himself in a position he goes watch he dropped the ball like short-sided himself has no green to really work with and then he's like watch and he like looks like he takes like this full swing but Mm -hmm. it's not like a flop shot but it's like this fullback so he comes in, hits like the inside of the ball with like an open face, and the thing just like plops and like yeah. lands on the green, like super soft, and just like trickles. And closer, he goes, dude, this is a game changer. That Absolutely, just, it's uh,
0: insane. So I'm excited. You know, I've gotten the rest of the game to the point where I can hit fairways. Uh, I'm long enough to bomb them out there. Uh, the three wood is typically in play with most people's driver. Um, irons are where I need to be. Got them fit last. Uh, spring i think it was or over the winter last year um rocking and rolling with those uh even though ping did me dirty and just came out with the i-59 teaser video and i might have to get those so
1: yeah. Bro, just get the head somewhere and just but we're, we're finally
0: out. we're finally diving into um the the, the quote-unquote scoring clubs the short game the money makers uh drive for show putt for dough age-old saying Really meant a lot with my past season, to be honest with you. Um, so excited to do that up at uh, Club Champion with Steve Harrow uh, this coming Friday. So try and do as much filming as I can for you guys. That way, you know, we can put out some content and show you what that looks like. Because like I said, I I started the game when I was five years old. I went up through a lot of competitive golf and junior PGA, uh, you know, U.S. kids golf, whatever. Played a little bit of high school golf, played D3 college golf. I've never done this. <laughs> it's going to be first for me. So like all this golf I've played and I have to wonder if if I am in this boat, how many other people are trying to play competitively and might be lacking that edge too and have just never done it, right? So uh I'm excited to right. to dive into it and see what it looks like.
1: That kind of like draws a question up to my mind for like someone like of your caliber, you know, plus handicap like you know, you get out there and it's not you know, it's funny cuz they say like the higher the handicapper the more they should go get fit rather than mm-hmm. like the low handicapper. And I wonder if that's, you know, when you're at that caliber, like that level, you don't realize, you know, how much of a benefit is to, you know, all right, you're, you're, you're a solid ball striker. Your dispersion's pretty narrow. Like why don't I get myself on a simulator and see if I can even tighten that even more. And then it's just like insane where you're just hitting three, four, five shots in a row and they're all well, the next next to each other yeah it's just it's insane and that like kind of draws my my question is like maybe you know the better players should go do that like yeah they can probably play with anything but at the same time like you're only going to get your better yourself
0: oh for sure for sure um so i'm excited we'll see how that turns out uh i don't know with like the club market right now i don't know if i'll walk out with one or if i'll have to order one uh you know obviously i i know probably just based on prior experience i'll have to order wedges uh that'll probably be this the stat line there but if you know how custom am i gonna have to go with the putter um you know i i know they can bend it there on site if i've got to get it upright or you know uh or or vice versa so i'm excited uh i just i've never been this excited to like go figure out something in the golf game in a in a while because i know like I've practiced, 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 and I know just the putters are just not a good fit for me. There's just nothing I've gotten comfortable with. So um, there's a scary point which I want to touch on. I think where I'm like inevitably looking at, I either go through this process and I find a gamer, or I'm like snake bitten and just petrified to putt for the rest of my life.
1: I think you'll probably walk out with the gamer. Um, Here's hoping.
0: Here's hoping.
1: I, I think that's going to help you. And I think the next step is just being able, like, well, yeah, we already discussed that. You're like, I said, well, do you, do you get, I, I guess you, I'm going to call it scared, but do you get like, like timid a little bit as to when you, you're stepping over the ball and you're like, no, like I'm going to, I'm going to make them every time. Like that's my thought process. Cause that's, like, you're going to need it, especially on the competitive level. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just need that little tune-up and someone to look at your second set of eyes to – shit, maybe it, it might even be a um... – oh, shit, what is it? Uh... You might just be playing too much loft. Who knows? Exactly. Who knows? Um, you know, it's funny,
0: and this is one last thing I want to talk about, just kind of like the who knows of golf before we get into the next subject here. But two – I think it was two years ago. It was 12. Uh, no, it was longer than that. It was 2018 because it was at the 2018 PGA at Bethpage uh, when Brooks won. They had this little tent set up, right? And we were like, it was kind of raining on and off. And it got ugly for like 20 minutes. So my dad and I jumped into this tent real quick. And it was free lessons by like PGA tour pros or PGA head pros, like head professionals that were working the event that, that week. Um, and my dad hopped up. He got like his free like 10-minute lesson. And then I hopped up. And, like, started crushing the ball. And, like, the guy was like, man, you're, you're really, you know, really hitting it well. I was like, yeah, but I was like, man, I just can't find fairways. And I kid you not, that little 10-minute lesson, I still use the two tips he gave me to this day as, like, part of my routine to, like, make sure my setup and posture is correct because my posture was off. He made you- one comment about my posture, and all of since then, I've, like, been way better off in the golf game.
1: Well, what's tip number two?
0: Tip number two was that I was actually slouching too much. I was like too far over the ball. My back angle was actually too severe. He told me to stand up a little straighter. So tip for all the listeners out there, if you can imagine this, you're standing over the ball, right? And you go to address the ball. If if you hang your right arm down, it should, it should basically touch your knee. If, you, if you're addressing the ball and you hang it down, you should be able to straighten your right arm out and like kind of push yourself back up off your knee a little bit. And if your arm at any way has to bend to touch your right knee, then you're too far over to let the shoulders rotate properly and to okay. allow the lower body the proper rotation. Because if you're too far bent over, the lower body struggles to make that yeah. back turn. Yep. Yeah. So I, a little 10-minute lesson because it was raining at the PGA Championship and this guy like fixed my game for the next four years
1: it's insane it's like so golf is a wild sport dude why i mean like just like you said it could be a little 10 minutes say oh you know you might just want to tweak this one minute thing or they're just like we're just gonna have to scrap what you got and start from zero ground zero at this point
0: i'm open to both my my mind's like 10 minute tip please Uh, But in the back of my mind, I also understand that if I got to start from scratch and rebuild the whole, the whole thing from the ground up, then, then let's do it because I want to putt better. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm pumped for it. We'll uh, we'll see how it goes here. Uh, Someone else who I think is pumped for their next endeavor in the golf industry, Bryson DeChambeau. Let's dive into this guy for a minute because he's, he's past the trend setting point in, in the golf world. He's stepping into territory that no man has ever really dove into before. And I think vice versa, because we saw Jamie Sidlowski try and do it. He, he mulled around in the mini tours for a little bit. I think Kyle Berkshire in the next three to five years is gearing up for a mini tour run himself, if not a corn ferry tour run. Um, these guys want to play a little freaky Friday. And I think swap bodies for like a couple years just to go play in each other's venues because 40- Deshambo's headed for the long drive.
1: Yeah, i i've said it before when he started training as if he was a long driver because he wanted to get longer and get more speed um and then he started hooking up with kyle berkshire it's like he's gonna make his way towards you know the stage and try and compete on the long drive thing and that's kind of the biggest the biggest shock i guess you can say in the golf world as um we haven't seen this before like you said Jamie Sedlowski, you see a lot of the long drive guys like, well, I can hit it really far. I'm gonna, if I can hit it really far, all I gotta do is wedge it to the green close and and be able to make a putt. And you know, you've seen the YouTube videos on that and and like, or you've seen the scores. And now you're seeing Kyle Berkshire, and he's he's played you know competitive golf as he was a kid and played competitive yeah. golf in college. He was just extremely long from like the start, and then he just kind of focused in on that. So the kid knows how to play. I think he just needs to know how to control his distance because I think that's when you get to those high speeds. You know, you're when you're hitting pitching wedge wedges to like 170 to 190 yards. Mm -hmm. That's extremely tough to be able to control the spin and distance from your scoring clubs on in and being able to putt. So if he can like figure that out, he'll be fine. I think I don't know if he'll make like a. I don't know how well he do. I'm rooting for him, but like, I think one of the crazier things is now like the Deschamps. Just he might, I can see him contending at events just because how straight he hits the ball. Well, and I mean, if anyone
0: in in this world right now turn, tunes into DeChambeau's Instagram or any brand that's around Bryson right now, he is all about pure, unadulterated power. He is working with, like, the most advanced quantum physics machines. He's working on thrust power. He's working on, you know, any kind of possible physics equation to maximize every last ounce that he's getting out of his body. And obviously, we saw in the U.S. Open, it paid off. Mm -hmm. But now you're starting to look at him, and and Berkshire made the comment. He goes, you know, he's got the speed. His, his speed is competitive with the world, like the top in the world. Not just like, oh, hey, ho-hum, he'll fit in with like, you know, bottom barrel long drive guys. No, his, his speed is, is world-class speed at every level, not just on the tour. It, it's world-class speed at, at the long drive level too. So my, my thing is, and here's where the water gets muddy. Can he put an extra three inches on a driver? Because he's already tried it in competition. So I think I'm already prefacing my answer with I think he can. But can he take a long drive driver that's like three, maybe four inches longer and square the face up in a round of eight to get one to go straight? And I think the answer is yes.
1: Oh, yeah. It's funny because I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Definitely a yes because they're, all he's got to do is hit it into a football field. Like he, he tried to take it to the course – and now you got these dog legs and these trees in the way and uh-huh. these tight yard courses that maybe be like 20 yards wide i mean he's going to be hitting like i mean i don't know how wide the uh, grids are right at the uh, at the world you know the long drive like world tournament and stuff but obviously it's a lot larger than uh, than playing a, a, like augusta so you know i to well, I... be like a little offline that would be in the trees and on a PGA tour course and that thing might be right down the middle on a long drive stage.
0: I am so glad you mentioned Augusta because it's kind of, it's eerie how tuned in and how right Brandel Chambly is for, you know, what he talks about on a daily basis. This guy is known to live on the edge of what's correct and what's maybe controversial in the golf world. He brought it up from uh, one of the evenings out at live from the Masters after the Thursday round was over. Bryson was in contention. Um, and he goes, he was talking about Bryson saying, you know, he put on all this weight. He, it would really be an unbelievable story. Um, and then he transitioned, he's transitioned the entire conversation to saying in three or four years from now, um, what would the backdrop look like if someone say of the long drive caliber brought their talents into the tour and was able to come, you know, win a tournament and play Augusta. He mentioned Berkshire. That was the only guy he mentioned that he thought had the talent to do so. Um, and you know, obviously, fast forward to now, I would say eighty percent of Kyle Berkshire's Instagram is not hitting drivers anymore. It's hitting irons. It's practicing short game. He talks about joining the tour the way Bryson talks about gaining distance. I mean, they both have this kind of driven mentalities to say, "I'm not just a one trick. I'm not just a one trick pony. I, mm-hmm. I I can do both." And I think both of them are really motivated to prove it to not only themselves, but the world that in, in, in Bryson's case, hey, I am pound for pound the longest hitter in the world, not just on tour. And I think in, in Berkshire's case, hey, I'm a long hitter, but I got hands too. And, and I, can, I can golf my ball. Now, can he putt and chip like tour caliber players? I guess we'll wait and see. But when you build the caliber of career that Berkshire's had, You can go play anywhere. You can go practice anywhere. And I think that's what he's utilizing is he's built this brand for himself where he can all of a sudden go practice anytime, anywhere. And I think that's going to be incredible down the road for him.
1: And the funny thing that you say that if you actually follow, obviously we both follow him, but if you look at um, his Instagram, notice that how anytime he posts a hole, right, whether it's good or bad, he tells you what club he's hitting. He tells you Mm the total – yardage of that shot and he tells you how far it goes now he's hitting you know obviously he can hit nine irons probably 220 yards with his speed pay attention these these next couple you know months down the road as he he's trying to really focus on controlling distance because that's what at the end of the day that's what the tour is all about is controlling your distance hitting your numbers hitting your yardages and being the the lowest guy on the totem pole He's hitting nine irons 160 yards, which is kind of like on the on the average side of things on tour. But the guy can actually step up and hit it like 220.
0: Well, and I think the wild thing too is right. You talk about that next level. If he has to really gear up, and you you look at some of these par threes at, at U.S. Opens that that get to be 260. If Berkshire wanted to, he's hitting a mid iron into that. We're not talking wood. We're not talking four iron. He's hitting a, a probably a seven or a six, maybe. And you talk about the overall advantage of having a ball flight come off an iron like that and, and, and spin off an iron like that, too. That's an insane advantage on the field, especially on cool. a guy like C.T. Pan or like Xander Schauffele or even Justin Thomas that are just the smaller guys in the field. If he can find a way to straighten the golf ball out and, and post numbers, boy, I think he's on tour within the next four to five years.
1: Well, put it. I agree too. I think it comes down to just being able to putt um, mm-hmm. and make sure that his proximity to the hole is a lot closer than what you see on YouTube because um, obviously the length's there. So, but put this into perspective, right? Let's just let's just have an example here you're a tour caliber player, right? You're out there playing and you have two gears for, for a club, right? Say like your nine iron. Mm-hmm. You got two gears. All right, like, uh, you know, I need to crank on it to get it kind of up there or, you know, I got that nice finesse shot. <laughs> Berkshire is going to come in and he's going to have four separate gears for that club. Yep. He's going to be able to hit it like, like, like say the nine iron. All right, well, I got a 140 shot and a 160 shot. He's going to be able to have a 140, a 160, uh, probably a 200, and like a 210, 210, you yeah. think. He's going to be able to just ramp it up. And that's going to be – he's going to be able to have like 20, 28 clubs in his bag.
0: Well, and what's scary too is, right, so I follow uh, via our podcast page on, on YouTube. I follow Berkshire on YouTube yeah. as well. In the last six months even, he just posted an 18-hole round from Creighton Farms where – uh, our good friend um, from down at the PGA show coaches, um, Erica Larkin, uh, shout out to her. Um, he posted this video and all the comments, because um, I, I love doing some biz dev in the comments. There's always good going on in the comments.
1: Do um, you uh, cook up in a bowl of popcorn with that too? Absolutely. Always. Yeah, always.
0: I sit down and make it's a show. It's an absolute show. You
1: get the napkin, you get the soda, you sit down in the recliner. And you, you
0: tuck just, it in and you make a full night out of it. Away. Absolutely. Um, while, while, while eating my popcorn, I've, I've come to realize there's not a lot of hate here. And there's a ton of love for his putting during these 18-hole round videos, which is going to get scary because you just talked about that. If his putting can be good watch out. And I'm watching, I'm looking at all these, I mean, thousands of thousands of comments. He's got an incredible following on YouTube as well. Um, talking about how good his putting is. So, I mean, you're starting to see the trend change. And I think where we get into the scary part of all of this is there's going to be kids that want to swing like Kyle Berkshire at five or six years old that mm-hmm. learn how to, like JT, like, like he grew up just swinging out of his shoes that want the long drive part of the game, but can also be absolute assassins with the short game. And I think maybe 10 years down the road, maybe 20, maybe we see it earlier than that. There's going to be these just absolute brainchild Frankensteins of both Kyle Berkshire, Bryson DeChambeau, and then of the likes of Tiger Woods with the short game or iron game, you know, Colin Morikawa's iron game is just absolutely incredible um is he a bomber no he hits it long for his size but there's going to be some freak 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 athletes that come to this game in the next decade or so um and and might even again flip flip the game entirely on its head
1: I agree because I see it as this so you look at you look at the greats before Tiger right Every If you look at all their swings, it was just so classic, so smooth, and so finesse. Mm-hmm. It's all about working the ball. Then Tiger came in, and he's just lashing at the ball, right, with still, like, control, right? Like, he was Tiger was doing Tiger things. Now you're getting the Berkshires and the DeChambeaus, and they're just absolutely murdering the ball, but it's going where they want it. And yeah. Like you said, that's what's going to be on tour in probably about 10 years.
0: It comes down to this. Um, and it's why I'm going to go get fit for a putt. It, we have so much technology at our fingertips and especially these tour pros. It, 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 it comes to a point where like, the question is why not? Like you've got all these analytics. Why not figure out how to square the club face up at 10, 20 miles per hour faster than you're used to? Why not? Because at the end of the day. You're at a competitive disadvantage if you're not trying to.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Why not? We'll leave it with that, Dante. Why not? Why not? Why not follow sure. the Enjoy the Walk Golf podcast, Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes. Go subscribe, guys. Why not? www.enjoythewalkpod.com. Um, be on the lookout for our Royal New Kent video, be on the lookout for, uh, Palm Springs golf championship, uh, information as we dive into the fall here. Uh, Dante, did we even talk about the Palm Springs golf championship? Did we get so lost? We forgot to talk about it.
1: I think we did.
0: Sons of guns. Palm Springs golf championship guys, January 9th through the 14th this year, we played in it last year and it got... Well, it got muddy because of COVID. Let's just put it that way. We'll leave it at that. It got muddy because of COVID. It was in California. I wasn't there.
1: Dante couldn't
0: go. Couldn't Um, go. Long story short, even with the small field, they had 17 in the gross event last year and uh, about 50 in the net uh, last year. So the goal for this year, and and with restrictions being lifted, they pretty much had this the year before we joined in. Uh, with the Palm Springs golf championship. And they're looking to do it again this year. They've got 60 open spots for gross tournament play. Now there's going to be a separation there. There's basically going to be a young guns division, which is under 40. And then, uh, you know, not quote unquote senior, but a little bit shorter of a field play uh, for for the older gentlemen. So there's 60 spots for the gross and 125 spots for the net uh, championship out there. Uh, January 9th through the 14th. Now, Dante, what I love about this is, especially for the guys that are interested in playing the gross event, you're playing two PGA Tour courses the week before the American Express Championship is there with the stands up, tour caliber. Like, they, they are, they are one week out from a PGA Tour host event, and you get to play it in Which tour is... caliber conditions in an event and then go get to have fun with your buddies too
1: yeah i mean it's it's fun with some serious pga tour competitive vibes and it's something like we said before and when we're talking to um eric it's you don't how many times do you get to see that where they just let any amateur come out and play a course the week before a tournament
0: it's absolutely bonkers um And even so, so the net division, unfortunately does not play the stadium and the Nicholas course out at PGA West, but they still get to play, um, some incredible courses. We talked about, um, I believe the Norman course out there is what's, which, which one of the playing they play in the mountain West course as well. Um, and also classic club, which, uh, my buddy T Feltz uh, and I, and Eric got out there the day after the championship was over and that course was mint. They used to have the Bob Hope Classic out there. So it's just an old style. Uh, I almost consider it Arizona golf. I know it's in California, but it's very Arizona-esque. And it's just two the nines decked out with waterfalls, flowers everywhere, views for miles and miles. Classic Club might actually be a top contender for my favorite course out there. And it's tough to contend with PGA West.
1: I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait i i saw the videos i've seen the pictures uh, it's just like you said that turn onto the property is just insane it's it's crazy because i think i don't know if we either videoed or facetimed or something and it's like this beautiful property and then you just look in the horizon and it's just mountains
0: it's wild man if you've never been there it's tough to explain it or like grasp the concept of it until you actually just set eyes on it um you're hitting golf balls in this range that just overlooks this mountainous range for miles and miles. And it's like, it's a range you could spend hours on and just never get tired of the view, no matter how good or bad you're hitting the ball. Um, so that alone for me was just like, all right, I got to find property out here. Like that, that's how incredible this place was. It was my first time out there. And day one, I'm already like, all right, how do I find some property here? Because I got to stick around. Um, So that's just the kind of place it is, guys, let alone the event itself. Um, Obviously, there's gross play and there's net play uh, for four days or for three days. I'm sorry. But there's also events going on throughout the days after the tournament rounds, too. There's uh, there's different scramble events. There's the horse race. uh, There's there's nice networking events, you know, during the event as well. So, you know, happy hours uh, closest to the pin contest, putting contests. uh, There's just so much to do. Um, you know, you and I joked about it, but like when we go on golf trips, they are more business trips. Um, this is one where if you want it to be a quote unquote business trip, you can make it that if you want to get up at the ass crack of dawn, go play tournament golf, and then go straight from tournament golf to another round of golf, and then go from that round of golf to your bed and hit repeat for four days. This is the, this is the trip. This is the trip to make hands down. Um, and you know, it's just it's so easy to just talk about this with like great vibes um there were you know like i said a limited amount of people there last year and i had a time in my life i can't imagine this being a full full field 60 gross and 125 net that would be an absolute party and a half
1: with all the um before and after hour activities if you're not playing extra golf too well so that's that was it. also limited
0: yeah i mean that's it right like you have the option to play extra golf if you want to go back to your little villa and kick it back and have some drinks and just enjoy the scenery that was the other thing too it's in january in palm springs the weather is mint i mean just perfect high 70s might have got to 80 one day maybe um, but it's just perfect weather to just kick it back relax And, you know, they had little um, events in the evening as well if you wanted to get to know people and just kind of hang out by the villas. All the villas share, like, this big backyard area. So people were playing cornhole. Um, It's just – it's an awesome vibe. It's one of those events where, like, I could truly see it growing to one of the best buddies trips in the country simply because of the courses you get to play a week before a PGA Tour event.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean – you played there last year, right? You came home, and then as soon as you came home, you went back to work, and like two days later, you watch- You turn on the TV and the golf channel, and there's the same course you just played like no more than seven days ago. I mean, that was
0: almost hands down the other cra- greatest part. It's like I'm watching the pros take the steps that I did. I actually, a couple of the holes, we played it longer than what they did in the, in the tour event, which was hilarious. Um, I was like, man, I got screwed. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's fun, man. When, when people describe Palm Springs, um, I think there's just a, there's a mystique about it. That's, it's kind of just like, well, you should have been there or you got to go there. And it, it truly is until you set eyes on it yourself. you really just gotta, um, you know, take it in for yourself. And, and until you do that, you can't truly embrace the, the mystique of it all. Uh, but Eric Hoskinson's putting together an incredible event again this year, guys. So I hope you can be a part of it. Um, we're gonna roll out a, a podcast with him in September sometime to kind of talk about some some really cool um, discounts through us. If if you book through us using our coupon codes, uh, I know we had one last year, and all of you guys were chumps because of COVID and and didn't go. So <laughs> I expect to see each and every one of our followers out there. Whether you want to play in the net division or whether you want to play in the gross, um, it's a fun time. It's fun vibes. And if anything else, just come party with us for a full week out in Palm Springs. I mean, that alone, like, sign your ticket
1: today. Lock it in. Just book oh, you it. Lock it in. It's already locked in. I already locked in from my <laughs> last year.
0: Lock it in, Dante. Dante's locked in. I'm locked in. I'm pumped, guys. Uh, Palm Springs Golf Championship. There's more to come from that. Um, just... Other than, other than a hell of a time, uh, it's a hell of a time. I, I can't explain it any better than that. Um, if you guys have more questions, obviously hit us up, Instagram, Twitter, at EnjoyTheWalkPod. We'll be happy to answer questions about how to get involved, how to sign up, uh, and where to be a part of the Palm Springs Golf Championship this year uh, coming in January of 2022, the 9th through the 14th. So That's it from us this week, guys. As always, get out there, carry your clubs. Enjoy the walk. That's the stuff. One shot.